Next on BYU Sports Nation, countdown to conference. Which BYU football player is having the best weekend ever after winning Pro Day? Jonah Treneman had an incredible performance yesterday, almost a world record in one thing. He'll join us to discuss who is interested in him. Plus, our two-on-one from Pro Day with projected NFL draftee Fred Warner. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Rise and shine. Get your eggs and bacon on the griddle. Let's go. It's Countdown to Conference. We are live from Studio B as your hosts of BYU Sports Nation, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us on Saturday, March 31st, alongside. Olympic triple jump hopeful, Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. That's not true, although Jonah Trineman was incredible. We'll break that down in a minute. This is one of my favorite shows. We do this in April, or in the case, uh, March 31st, and October before LDS General Conference, an hour before. We know people are in their pajamas, just waking up, disheveled hair, uh, griddles going, pans frying, bacon, eggs, pancakes. It's a great time. You can hang out. Get ready for General Conference, and we'll give you the latest and greatest on BYU Sports in the next hour. BYU Sports Nation brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. With that said, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Let's get this thing rolling. 14 BYU athletes participated in football pro day. 31 scouts representing 26 different NFL teams, showed up to rate BYU's hopefuls. The headliner going into the day? That's easy. Fred Warner, a projected day two to early day three draft pick. The headliner after the day is what we discuss right now. Jerem, who won pro day for BYU? It's not close. It was Jonah Trineman. It's not close. He was incredible. Jonah Trineman, wide receiver from BYU, got himself at least a free agent contract at some point in the future with a team. That happened. He ran a 4-3-40. Uh, wow. A 4-3-40. 4 on his other one, so it wasn't a fluke. He had a 12-foot broad jump. Okay, if, if you don't, he, he stands flat-footed. He just jumps as far as he can. That was three inches shy of a world record. World record! 12 feet. 12 feet three is the world record. He jumped 12. Incredible. 40 and a half inch vertical. Jonah Trineman crushed it. And it made me think, oh my goodness, did BYU underuse Jonah Trineman the last two years? Amen. The, the answer is yes. And amen. <laughs> Jonah Trineman won the day. When Gil Brandt, the former VP of personnel for the Dallas Cowboys, for three decades and a current senior analyst for NFL.com is tweeting about you, you won the day. Trineman's numbers... We're staggering, to say the least. Will a team take a chance on him and draft him now? I don't know. Maybe. But the fact that I'm even asking that question right now is a testament to what he pulled off yesterday. You go from a guy being on a radar or two for a couple of teams to now on every team's radar because your numbers were ridiculous. 4-3 flat. 12-foot broad jump. The scouts were, like, chuckling and cheering and wide-eyed. It was really interesting to watch that play out in a live setting 
with a lot of important people watching him. He was outstanding. And that was important because I think Jonah Trenman wanted to have better stats in the last two years. And now did, could the quarterback find him? Was the offense what it wanted to be? Obviously, last year's offense struggled. So what Jonah Trenman could control is what he could do athletically. Uh, and he because, crushed. Because then he can get into a camp and he can do what he needs to do. Like, if you look at one touchdown in the last two years, that doesn't pop out. But when you look at the 4-3 and the 12 foot what? Okay, now you can get that guy into camp and see what he's really made of. Like I mentioned yesterday, the NFL is a meritocracy. There's no donor, uh, you know, uh, parent, politics, whatnot. You get into the NFL, if you're good, you're going to see the field, as was the case with Michael Davis last year. Played sparingly, didn't really pop, but was on the 53-man roster for the Chargers last year. Could Jonah Trinneman be that kind of guy for BYU in the NFL next year? Absolutely. We want you to play here. Or here, or here, or here, or here. Just give him an opportunity. Yeah, maximize the skill sets give of individuals to win. As mentioned, Jonah Trenum, an incredible pro day like we mentioned. 4340, 40-and-a-half-inch vert, 12-foot broad jump. What was the most impressive performance? Uh, they're all impressive, but the 12-foot broad jump is just bonkers. <laughs> that is bonkers. More than the 4-3? Three. three inches from a world record? Incredible. Borderline cray-cray. I'm just happy for Jonah. Didn't, per se, have the statistical senior season that he wanted as a receiver at BYU. But as you said, controlled what he could control yesterday and lit up the indoor practice facility. He got his chance to shine. And that's going to translate to doors opened for his NFL dream to continue. I think, generally speaking, the 4-3 is what pops the average person because – if you said to the average person, what's a good broad jump? I have no idea. But then uh, Byron Jones of UConn. You already played UConn. We were familiar with this guy. He goes to the combine a couple years ago, and, and broad jump's 12-3. That wasn't just a combine record. That was a world record. And yesterday, Jonah Trenman is three inches away from tying the world record. Three inches away? Are you kidding me? So that, what that says is he's explosive. His not only leaping ability vertically, but kind of horizontal uh, leaping ability, if you will. Ball's in the air. Can he go get it to the side? The answer is yes. If so wanna, it's the broad jump. If I want to run faster than an unofficial 5-1-6-40, then I need to get with Jonah Trenneman's training crew. <laughs> I think you need to be physically better. There's only so much advice can do. This is a huge Saturday, including the Final Four of college basketball. Nice. And there is no story bigger then the Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, who will try and become the first 11 seed in NCAA tournament history to qualify for the national championship game. Three 11 seeds before Loyola They've have made the Final Four and all lost. Hmm. LSU, George Mason, and VCU. Epic runs, right? Loyola is going to try and take down the Michigan Wolverines and get to the championship in San Antonio. Final Four game tonight. The Ramblers brought their good luck charm, Jerem. Sister Jean, a nun at the university along for the ride, she addressed a huge contingent of media yesterday, so much so that Loyola's head coach said it looked like a Tom Brady press conference. Jerem, who is BYU's version of Sister Jean? Now, at BYU basketball games, when the prophet or a member of the 12 or 15 uh, show up, it's an event, man. Everyone knows where they are. You know, they're taking pictures. They wave to the crowd. Everyone acknowledges. So if it's not one of them, Non-religious leader answer, Glenn Tuckett. Yeah. Glenn Tuckett, former BYU baseball coach and athletic director. Very witty. We saw him at the uh, 
at the baseball uh, banquet a couple months ago. He was slayed. You know, he was awesome. People care to hear what uh, he has to say. So maybe Glenn Tuckett. Okay, I like that answer. I am going to go with Elaine Michaelis. Oh, nice. I think that she has those qualities of all in on BYU. She goes to a lot of volleyball matches, basketball games. She was at uh, the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas uh, to watch BYU beat St. Mary's. It was a lot of fun. You got Glenn Tuckett. I got Elaine Michaelis. The court, uh, the court uh, in the Smith Field House is Elaine Michaelis Court. Yeah, will uh, the Ramblers Court Sister be Sister Jean, Jean Court? court? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Last night in Malibu, the BYU baseball team put up a season-high 20 hits en route to a 13-6 win at Pepperdine in Game 2 of the series. Channeling my inner gladiator, Spencer, are you not entertained? Ah, uh, yes, Maximus, I am entertained. Because BYU won an important game. They have not historically played well on this field in Malibu. And the Waves have had their number. But BYU put themselves in position to win this series, and the Cougars need it. Keep in mind, BYU lost seven conference games all of last season. They finished 20-7 and seven in WCC play. They're now 3-5. and 3-5. and five. You got to win this series. If, if you want to win the conference, and I know that we've talked about this before, like, that's cool and all, right? But you just got to finish it, in the top four. It doesn't matter if BYU wins the conference. They have to win the tournament. Because they didn't have a they didn't have a good enough non conference to get an at large. But and one of the team goals is to win the West Coast Conference outright. They like want regular to do that. season. Yes, it's it's nice. Um, yeah, if they I'm win just it out, they want to do that. Right, that's great. they want to do that. That's great. Um, I want BYU baseball to get into the NCAA regionals. That's more important than winning I, the league outright. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying yeah. if, if they want to hit that team goal, they got to win the series. Yeah. But if you hit that team goal and you go, don't get into the regionals, it's not it's not the season you want. Hey, if you they tied the for a conference six. championship two years ago and didn't get in, they started eighteen and they were like, "We didn't get in the NCAA regional." Like, what's the point if of all you this card and, three and, and six. this co-trophy? If you drop the three and six, You're in trouble. Chances of even being in the top four are yeah, shaky. That's the goal. Are it's, shaky. It's finishing the top four. So yes, I was entertained by the win yesterday. And, and let, let's be honest, uh, twice this week we always put up. 14 runs against Utah Valley on Tuesday, 13 yesterday. So this team's certainly capable of putting up uh, some runs. They need to do it today. They need to win this series. They need to keep it going. They swept five series last year. That's how they got to 20-7. and seven. They lost their opening series in conference and then won every other series after that until Gonzaga. They had better pitching last year. And that is the key to baseball, just generally. Offense is overrated in baseball. You can have Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge and... All these guys, but if you don't have good pitching, it won't matter. Jerem, second-ranked BYU men's volleyball had its 13-match win streak snapped on Thursday night in a shocking five-set home loss to 14th-ranked Concordia Irvine. Not only that, it was a critical league loss. The Cougars first. Did Thursday's setback to Concordia cost BYU Volleyball the number one seed in MPSF play? No, but the road is harder now. The one seed in the MPSF tournament means a bye through the quarterfinals, and then you host the semifinals and final. That's a big deal because BYU's traditionally been really tough to beat in the postseason at home. BYU's up a half game on UCLA, three matches to go. Cougars host Grand Canyon tonight. I imagine BYU would be very focused. I expect it to be uh, a dialed-in BYU team. Now, BYU goes to, to Pepperdine and at UCLA next week. BYU is going to have to likely win all three of those 
uh, you know, tonight and the two next week to win. So I say no. It's not quite there. BYU's had UCLA's number, especially on the road, frankly. Pepperdine's the tough one next Thursday. We discussed this last year. If BYU has to go on the road in MPSF play, I don't know that I'm all that concerned because they serve the heck out of the ball on the road. They serve better on the road with that thicker, denser air, with the humidity. BYU has fewer losses on the road than home this year, by the way. So I don't know. I mean, it, you want to be the home team, and you want to have that crazy atmosphere, and BYU fans want to be able to participate along with the team in the MPSF tournament. The ones here. But if it comes, yeah. BYU it's a home match no everywhere. matter where they go. They're everywhere. It'll just be a real home match so here. So if the Cougars are the two seed, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Now, what hurt their at-large chances? Should BYU win the outright in the MPSF? They're, they're in a good spot for an at-large. Now, the Concordia-Irvine uh, loss, that hurt their chances a bit, but they're still right there in the mix. There's like three teams for two spots. All right. Now to our question of the day, which has absolutely nothing to do with sports. But everything and to do with what you're doing. Love it. Right now. What is your go-to general conference Saturday morning breakfast? Our first response in from at Brick Harris. It's a great name. Biscuits and gravy fuels the soul. Oh, very nice. Hashtag BYUSN. You know what? When I was growing up, I wouldn't have even been seeing this show because I woke up at 9.55 Mountain Time. My mom would come in and say, time for a conference. And you were like, okay. Woo. Yeah, I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'd get up and watch and it'd be great. So for those of you tuning in right now, thanks. You're not like me as a teenager. At TN Snowboarder on Twitter responds, Coke Zero, hashtag BYUSN. Who drinks soda in the morning, Jerem? This guy. Absolutely. What are you drinking today, Spencer? Uh, I am drinking some sparkling apple soda. Nice. Shout out to my folks at uh, Izzy. <laughs> that was free. Next time it's going to cost you. Hashtag BYUSN. We will read more of your tweets later in the show. Coming up, caffeine on campus as a Jeopardy question. Big deal or no deal? Ooh, I'm going to have to think about that one. How's it not a big deal? Come on. The man who won BYU's Pro Day, Jonah Trinneman, joins us in Studio B. Maybe he'll set a world record here. You can always invite him to try. See BYU's Flash? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU's Flash. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, second-ranked BYU men's volleyball hosts 13th-ranked Grand Canyon at 10 Eastern time, an hour later than normal. It'll be after the LDS uh, General Conference Priesthood session. 10 Eastern on BYU TV as the Cougars look to rebound from a five-set loss to Concordia Irvine Thursday night. Don't sleep on the antelopes. Welcome back. Or the lopes. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now in Studio B is the man that we collectively feel, and I'm sure that basically all BYU Sports Nation feels, one pro day for BYU. Wide receiver Jonah Trinneman. Jonah, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks for having me on, guys. Jonah? How much? How would you assess your overall pro day performance? Uh, pretty well. It was uh, super stressful, and I was, you know, obviously stressful the entire time and leading up to that. But I uh, felt pretty good and happy to be done. So, did you put up the numbers you wanted to put up? Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I think I think I could have jumped higher and ran a little bit faster. But really, 
I, 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 so I jumped to 42, but they said my foot was moving, so I didn't get it kind of, it didn't count. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like I did pretty good and had a good day, so I don't know. It qualifies it, as your foot moving. I don't your know. Your foot twitched, so, so we're going to take two inches that's, off. That's what I kind of felt like, but um, I guess it was kind of a, like a gathering step type thing, but I don't know, so. Do you use that with uh, your agent, Evan? You go, hey, just tell him I did 42. Like, move a little bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. So, I don't know. It was a good jump, but, but you, like a, I've jumped higher. Yeah, so. You've you've hit 42 inches. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Before. Okay. Yeah. And then how about the, the 40? A 4-3 and a 4-3-1. That's kind of the the average of the scouts with a hand time. Right, yeah. Have you done a laser? Uh, I think we did a laser here forever ago, I, like when I came on forever ago. Um, so I think it was around the same time. So happy, you know. <laughs> what, what's your fastest 40? I don't know. I'll yes, take, you do. No, I'll, take the yes, one from, you no, do. I'll take the one from yesterday. So it looked pretty good, and uh, I'm just happy. I mean, I'm, I weigh a lot more than I did at BYU, like 192-ish today. Or, yeah, today. So, um, yeah, it's happy. How much weight have you gained? Uh, like seven or eight pounds. Okay. Yeah. So, so. significant amount of weight. Yeah. Uh, all things considered, yet you still run the same times. Right. Yeah. So it's, I'm happy, you know, show I'm still fast and explosive, and uh, that's going to kind of wanted to do today. Okay. Now, what people don't realize is the timeline for you yesterday was really calculated, and for all of the guys that competed in pro day, and it was fast paced. So walk yeah. us through what it was like when you got to the facilities uh and through all of pro day and the different events you competed in there yeah so i mean you showed up and you know kind of got your gear and whatnot and then you kind of went upstairs and measurements and right out the ipf and you were gone you had probably a 15-ish minute warm-up and then it was one thing after the next so super fast super like felt super rushed but uh, it was exciting it was fun did you have time to soak it in? So was that maybe a good thing that you could just, okay, perform, perform, perform? Yeah, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I didn't want to, like, hang around and talk to many people. I just wanted to be focused and just ready to go. But, um, yeah, it was it was a lot, really fast, happened really fast. So, yeah, it was a good day. The 12-foot broad jump, three inches shy of a world record set by Byron Jones, also yeah. in the NFL as a cornerback yeah. uh, drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, when did you know that you were freakishly athletic in regards to the broad jump? I don't know. I, I was jumping 11, seven ish, like last week and I'm getting ready. So I was, yeah, I was good jump. And I don't know. I, I knew, you know, the scouts were there. Like they kind of gathered around when I was jumping. So I said, you know, this is it. Just push yourself and kind of lifted my legs and kind of wrapped them around and got it. So I was pretty happy. So is that the, the furthest you've ever jumped? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So when you when you did twelve, when did you realize? Oh, oh my goodness! I just jumped twelve feet. Uh, I don't know when I stuck it. Pretty much, I hit it, and because I, I was I was aiming for, I was looking at the five yard, you, you know, kind of just look past it, but hit it and looked at four, and kind of, I was like, oh, good jump. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> so. good world record. I guess that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was really impressive, and it was fun to see you perform, and then. It's kind of an awkward um, audible experience, yeah. Because there's not fans. There are like like friends, families, yeah. scouts, former players. So someone will do something, and they'll be like, "One dude, yeah, 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 like, really what? weird." Yeah, so it's really not weird. like there's a crowd, right? right? What was yeah. that like for you? I don't know. It was 
I mean, my family, I hear my mom yelling and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's all I really care about. But, yeah, it was weird. Like, you do something and just, like, one guy, like, nice Jonah or, like, a little sign, like, hey, good job. But um, <laughs> a lot different than, like, a big old game, you know, BYU. But it was so fun. You kind of still felt support. There needs to be a random fan section where everyone gets a, a cheer. So they're yeah, like, like, oh, oh does, thanks. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the, the five fans Signs. over there. Yeah. Jonah. yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> that would, be funny. would it be distracting? No, I think it, it kind of like pumps you up. You know, okay. you feel good about what you just did. So, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know how much feedback you have received uh, since you participated in Pro Day. Yeah. Um, but what what kind of things have you been hearing over the past twenty four hours or so? Uh, yeah, I haven't been on Twitter that stuff. It's kind of got a little crazy, but um, I don't know. It's good stuff. People are happy for me, and you know. Uh, really thankful for my parents who are helping me, you know, get here and, you know, all the people that helped me get here, but everyone's just happy for me and, um, looks like I might get a shot. So I think so after pro day and and let's, let's, uh, juxtapose the two things here. Obviously you, uh, I think you wanted more catches, more yards, more touchdowns. Yeah. So there's the film, right. And then there's the combine. So I guess sell yourself. If, if there's a, a team's GM or something watching, like, what would you say, What's your pitch on yourself? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm athletic, extremely athletic. Uh, I don't think a lot of people can do what I can do. So I feel like uh, the football side of it is stuff you can learn and you can really work on. Um, so, you know, I feel like just athletic abilities you just can't teach. So. Oh, yeah, that's an empirical fact. Yeah. I love that statement this yeah. week. And, and like I've been talking about, the NFL is a meritocracy. There's no yeah. – like, if you're good, you're going to be you're out there. Play. Yeah. So, so has there been any discussion with you of playing a different position or, or are you a wide receiver all the way? I honestly will play whatever, um, you know, playing NFL would be awesome and kick returner. I, you know, I know special teams can be my way to get on a team. So kick off returner, you know, gunner on punt, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, corner, if I had to play cornerback, I would, but I don't know, whatever it takes to play. Was there ever a discussion with you of playing corner at BYU or was it always wide receiver? Yeah. When, uh, actually I was getting recruited here. Kalani called me. He's like, you know, you want you, you don't come to BYU obviously, but he said, I, I think he could play a cornerback. And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's – I would have. they asked me to, I would have. You know, I, I love the team and just whatever, you know, Kalani wanted me to do, I, I would have done. So, Where do you see yourself fitting in in the NFL? Let's say things go as planned and you get yourself onto a 53-man roster. What – what kind of do you have envisioned for you and, and how you contribute to a team at the NFL level? Special teams. I feel like just use my speed, run down there, make some plays, kickoff return. I, I mean, I did a lot of that this this past season. So just doing that and uh, becoming a better wide receiver over the years. What matters more to you, uh, what team you go to or if you were able to sneak up into the draft? I I, I just want a shot. You know, I don't really care if I get drafted or whatever. It's I think if I get a shot, you know, I feel I'll be able to show myself and what I can do and um, I'll hopefully make a team. Do you have a favorite team growing up? Um, I, uh, We live in Seattle when I was younger, so I like the Seahawks. My, my yeah, my I'm, I, I like the Seahawks, but seriously, anywhere would be, would be uh, pretty awesome. The Chicago Bears took you to dinner the yeah. other night. What was that like and the conversation? Yeah, I mean, funny thing is, I don't know how everyone found out about it. I didn't say anything. I don't think they said anything. It was really weird just to see, like, Chicago fan accounts follow me and all that stuff. It was just really weird. But it was it was, it was was fun. They were great dudes, and it was really just hanging out. So kind of getting to know me a little bit better and just eating some dinner at Takano's. Yeah. I was going to say, what restaurant? Yeah. That yeah. tells me a lot about the team. <laughs> yeah. And they took you to Takano's. Yeah. That's a good – hey, that's a good spot. Yeah. 
That's a good spot. Definitely. I, like if the Patriots were, were in town, and where would they take you? Now I'm thinking, like, where would the Bengals take you? Where would the Bucks right. take you? Yeah. yeah, exactly. BYU football, uh, trying to get back to a bowl game this year. What do you think of the team and kind of spring ball and what they've been doing? Uh, I think they're heading in the right direction. Um, last year was last year and, you know, whatever. But uh, Kalani's awesome. The new coaches, I don't really know them. But um, from what I've seen, it looks like they're – going the right way so super excited for them you know some of my best friends are you know on that team pretty much everyone on that team you know I love them so I hope they do well and I'll be watching I can think of a couple of memories Jonah Trineman memories that will yeah. be forever ingrained in my head one being the 75 yard touchdown catch on the first play from scrimmage from Taysom Hill yeah and the other is absolutely planting Wyoming's cornerback Oh, okay. As Jamal Williams yeah. ran into the end zone yeah. in the poinsettia bowl, right. what's your favorite memory playing at BYU? Um, probably that bomb Toledo. It was one of the most perfect. It was it was so it was just I don't know awesome. Taysom just put it right on the money. So uh, great play. I was really nervous because Ty told me the night before, hey, we're throwing one deep. Do you? So all night I was staying up thinking about it. But <laughs> that's right. I was, yeah, I, yeah, I think I told you that. Yeah, but you told, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was perfect ball. It was awesome. You know, my family was. I think my dad was just just getting in the stadium, kind of was, you know yelling, cheering. So it was a great experience for me. Yeah, great memory. What advice uh, would you have for kids in your situation? Because did you want to come to BYU straight out of high school? Oh yeah, yeah. But but you went to Snow. Yeah. Had to kind of earn your way to BYU. Definitely. So what advice do you have for kind of what it takes to get to this point? Hard work, uh, you know, everybody kind of says that, but, I mean, if you have a dream, you just got to really stick with it and work hard. It's it's not going to be easy. Definitely snow is the hardest thing I've probably ever done, but working hard and just sticking to it, just having a good attitude, and you'll make it through. Jonah Trineman with us on BYU Sports Nation as he prepares to pursue his uh, NFL dream. What's your schedule like over the next month, uh, month and a half, if you will, right. as everything really ramps up towards the draft? Uh, it's working out over at Strohsheim uh, Performance. So he's got a new facility. It's uh, I think it's over in Pleasant Grove. It's a new one. It's pretty big. It's pretty nice. So working out there, um, you know, doing more wideout stuff. Um, but, yeah, just working out and hoping for the best. Jonah, congratulations on a fantastic pro day, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. That was a oh, lot was of fun. fun. Thank you, yeah. All right, let's give him some BYU Sports Nation karma. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're excited to see uh, who picks you up, man. Which, yeah. Uh, which team either drafts you or signs you. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Just don't okay. big time us after, okay? No, you know, <laughs> come on. No, don't fall off the face of the earth. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good. Again, congratulations, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Okay, coming up, our conversation with Fred Warner. Is he more concerned about who drafts him or where he'll be drafted? And speaking of Fred, was not participating in all of the Pro Day events a big deal or no deal? BYU Sports Nation continues our countdown to conference special. How's that breakfast taste? Save me some bacon. At least six slices, man. Jonah's not going to eat any. He's healthy. Welcome back, sports friends. Countdown to conference continues from Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play. We're hanging out in Radio Vision. Live on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. It's great to have everyone with us on a Saturday General, morning. General Conference coming up, 29 minutes. Seven hours of BYU Sports Nation this week, if you count two hours of Pro Day and a Saturday edition. Fantastic. Let's make it 10 next week. Not a bad week. <laughs> Let's get to the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Jonah Trineman just joined us. 
He stole the show at Pro Day for BYU football. Ran a blistering 4-3 flat second 40-yard dash. Jumped 40 and a half inches in the vertical and had his best ever record 12-foot broad jump. That's a PR, uh, personal record, I should say. Just three inches shy of a world record. Tooney Knuch put up 30 reps on the bench press of 225 pounds. He took a 5.1 in the 40 and jumped 32 inches. He's 300 plus pounds. That's amazing. That's amazing. Micah Hanneman, 4.57 in the 40-yard, 35-inch vertical, 10.3 in the broad jump. He had some good shuttle drills as well. T. John Karoma put up the best numbers uh, or would-be best numbers of any center if you compare them to what the centers at the Combine in Indianapolis did. Tanner Baldery, maybe the sleeper of the pro day with his numbers as a tight end. He was a guy that wasn't highly utilized. He dealt with a lot of injuries. He had great numbers, most notably 37.5-inch vertical as a big boy tight end. Not bad. I would say the underwear Olympics were a success, as oh, David Nixon okay. calls them. There you go. PhiladelphiaEagles.com highlighted former linebacker Fred Warner in their Meet the Prospects section on the website as an athletic linebacker to watch. Also, New York Upstate Bills beat reporter reports Buffalo will host Fred Warner in a pre-draft visit. Each NFL team has allotted 30 pre-draft visits. A lot of attention for Fred Warner. He'll likely be... Uh, BYU's only draft pick. Hopefully a guy like Tijon Cromer or Jonah Trinman can sneak in there and be drafted as well. But uh, Fred Warner will be picked. It's just a matter of where and when. He was really sharp and precise in his movements. He said he wanted to show that he had good quickness and, and his hips were moving where they needed to go, and I think that he did that. He didn't have to prove a lot yesterday. No, no. Just don't do anything terrible. But he did well in what he actually did participate in. Uh, and also I think uh, a majority of NFL teams are probably going to have Warner make a pre-draft visit or at least talk to him on the phone or something. Like we, he, He's up there. Yeah, yesterday it was reported uh, 26 teams were there. I was like, where are the other six? And maybe they were. Those were the teams that were reported to pick up credentials that had officially registered. I don't know. So if a scout doesn't show up, if he shows up without a credential, that tells me a lot about the scout <laughs> and the team. <laughs> BYU baseball rolled Pepperdine 13-6. to In game two... Of a three-game set, season-high 20 hits for the Batcats in an yeah. offensive barrage. Both teams now 3-5 and five in West Coast Conference play. The last game begins at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific in Malibu today. This is a big game. BYU, if they want to feel comfortable about finishing in the top four conference, I feel like this is a series they've got to have. And number two men's volleyball also needs to win tonight against 13th-ranked Grand Canyon tonight, 10 Eastern time, an hour later than normal. On BYU TV. Jerem Jordan working for the weekend along with Steve Vale and Lauren McLean. I got six hours of general conference to watch. I've got four hours of the final four. And I got a men's volleyball match. I'm basically going to watch or talk on TV the entire day. Not it's a bad be, day. It's a great day. Not a bad it's day. It's a great day. We're, we're here for you. Just hang out on BYU TV all day, baby. It's what we do. And dare I call it a big deal. So let's play big deal, no deal. Big deal. No Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Ben Bagley, what do you have for us at number one? Well, let's go back to Pro Day. Big deal, no deal. Fred Warner not participating in Pro Day events. No deal. Uh, he performed 
well. He was in the top ten in six of seven categories in Indianapolis. He didn't have anything to prove, according to him. He did some of the position drills. No deal. He didn't, he didn't have to do anything to impress scouts. They already have seen the film, and they've seen his numbers at the NFL Combine. It's no deal. If he needed to do something, his agent and scouts and consultants would have said, okay, hey, you need to participate in these because this will help your draft stock. It's already, I feel, as high as it's going to get. I did wonder if he wanted to improve his four six four forty. Like I felt like Fred was a high four fives forty guy, but apparently it's not. Like you said, it's not that big a deal to the people that matter. Number two, big deal, no deal. All's quiet on the Mountain West Conference expansion front. I think this is a big deal because we heard last Saturday from Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports uh, reporter, that Mike Roth, Gonzaga athletic director said, hey, ideally in the next two weeks we have a decision with the Mountain West, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then on Monday the West Coast Conference announces the changes that likely Gonzaga leveraged to get, and then we haven't heard anything. Jeremy, I think this is no deal because the coaches' convention is happening right now in San Antonio. Athletic directors, head coaches, a lot of conversations happening. If it's quiet after that, then I get into the big deal territory where it's like, okay, I don't think this is going to happen. But this they ain't playing weekend, any games. They could talk to Dennis Dodd and get their rhetoric out there if they wanted. This weekend, I feel like, is the big one if the Mountain West Conference is going to try and really lure Gonzaga away from what the West Coast Conference just put up. I think Gonzaga has everything they want. I don't think they're going. Yeah, I don't either. So I think it becomes a big deal next week when things remain quiet. Number three. Sticking with the WCC for a second, big deal, no deal. Calvin Hermanson and Colin Nill to play in a national three-on-three tournament. There was one? No deal. This ain't round ball ruckus or hoop it up uh, from the late 90s. I go no deal. Uh, Calvin Hermanson continuing to play, though. What a privilege for us to watch. He's the goggled wonder from St. Mary's. (laughs) How could we not be excited about? Of course this is no deal. Wait, who's the other member of this team? Is it not Emmett Nahr? And they didn't want to get Jock Landale involved? Who's the other guy? Who cares? Colin Neal's involved, and we know how much every BYU fan loves Colin Neal. Post Jimmer really loves Colin Neal. (laughs) This is no deal. (laughs) Steve. Hey, shout out to St. Mary's and Alex Jensen, the only good part of the Gales fraternity. I believe the quote from Steve Pierce was, he has the most punchable face in college basketball. (laughs) Not my words. Not my words. (laughs) Number four. Maybe Alex Jensen is the third member of that team. Maybe he is. (laughs) Not the most punchable face. (laughs) Big deal, no deal. BYU rugby beating Utah last night, 77-3. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big deal. Anytime BYU beats Utah by one plus. It's a big deal. And 77-3? to That's just mean. <laughs> yeah, it would be uh, another thing for BYU football to win by a margin like that. But, hey. We'll take a take one it. plus I win. I will take it, man. Every yes, time. 100%. Margin of victory is overrated. Win by one plus over win. the Utes. Come win. on. And BYU rugby did that by a lot. Number five. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Caffeine on the BYU campus being a subject of a Jeopardy question. This came up apparently on Jeopardy uh, this week. <laughs> like, what school added caffeine after a decades long ban? This is a big deal on Jeopardy. The bigger deal is that caffeine's at BYU. It's been a few months. September 21st, 2017 is a day that I will never forget. Where were you? Do you remember? 
I was in Studio B. I was in Reno randomly. <laughs> when you found out? Yes. <laughs> what were you doing in Reno? I was on my way to San Fran during the bye week <laughs> on vacay. I was like, this is Kevin. Yeah, I was doing the show in Studio we were B, all man. On ca- it was as if we were on caffeine when we found out about it. We had caffeine. cans of Coca-Cola on the desk. It yeah, was amazing. Yeah, you celebrated. Uh, I think one of our students, uh, Lindsay Lewis. Chugged uh, a Coke. Yeah, and then spewed it forth <laughs> in the control room, if you remember that. That's got to be on the quick trigger somewhere in our control room. Like, that's got to be not, saved. Hey. That's got to be lot, saved as a, qu- a quick video clip. There's a lot of people eating breakfast right now. We don't want to show that. Okay? <laughs> Everyone's... Excited, feeling good, 20 minutes away, two new apostles, brand new prophet. It's an exciting conference. We don't want to show that clip, okay? Fine. <laughs> Fine. But thank you, Lindsay Lewis, for giving us one of the great moments great. in the history of BYU Sports Nation. I, w- I wish your brothers would have given us a moment like that when they worked here. Wow, shots fired across <laughs> the desk. Uh, our The fact that it, caffeine... Registered with Jeopardy is just uh, another sign of the national splash that this made. Because everybody was like, it it won. It won the day when all of the major news outlets, ABC and NBC, CNN. It's a take on the pathetic policy that existed for decades at BYU. No caffeine. Why not? It was a big deal. Caffeine. I did. Lo- I did love that that happened because it's all Mormons and caffeine thing. It's like that's not a thing. Not anymore. It's not a thing officially. Question of the day. What is your go-to general conference Saturday morning breakfast? We had somebody tweet in Coke Zero. Yeah. Okay. At YFangirl underscore JB. Today was chocolate pancakes topped with strawberries and cream. Wow. Mixing chocolate and strawberry, though. I don't know. I don't know. Usually conference Sunday, we go all out with orange pull-apart rolls, bacon, and eggs. No, we don't like treats for breakfast at all. That all sounds Yum. great. Can you deliver that to the uh, studio here? Fred Warner joins us from Pro Day. Hear that conversation coming up. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, second-ranked BYU men's volleyball hosts 13th-ranked Grand Canyon at 10 Eastern time on BYU TV as the Cougars look to rebound from a five-set loss to Concordia Irvine Thursday. Cougars and Lopes tonight. Yeah, Lopes sounds way better than Antelopes. They, they want to be called the Lopes, which is, but it's Antelopes. I was wondering if it was Cantelopes earlier, but we found out it wasn't. <laughs> Sad to check. Still nothing. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. We are live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Yesterday, BYU Football Pro Day took over the spotlight across BYU Sports Nation at the indoor practice facility. NFL draft projection and hopeful Fred Warner joined us to talk about what he expects over the next month and why he didn't feel like he had to participate in all the Pro Day drills. Here is that two-on-one conversation. Joining us now, the star of the BYU Pro Day, and Fred uh, for good reason. He's uh, a future draft pick. Fred, welcome uh, to our set. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's good to be back. It's always good to see the post-BYU facial the hair. post-BYU facial hair, yeah. I can grow a little bit now, so you I can't can grow the it. full beard like everybody else. So Yeah, don't don't let Brian Logan tell you what to do with the facial hair. You just do what you want to okay, do, right? appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going yeah. to do me. Okay, let, let's talk about you here today. So, you, we, we talked to you the other day. You said you were pleased with your numbers in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. You didn't need to redo the, the bench, the three-cone, the 40, and whatnot. Right. 
So, so what was today like for you since you didn't do that stuff? Yeah, I mean, today was just wanted to go out there and show that I can, you know, move my hips and it's kind of same deal as the uh, as the combine, just doing the position drills, uh, show off my athleticism a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's different uh, coming from California uh, back here to Utah. <laughs> the, the elevation. Are you winded different. again? Yeah, yeah. Back, getting back to being winded. Uh, so, but it was good. You know, I thought I did, I thought I did well. What's the pressure of the combine and pro day like? How do you handle that as an athlete? Uh, I mean, there is a lot of stress, a lot of pressure in, that goes into it. I mean, this is a job interview. Uh, you're interviewing with 32 teams and trying to put your best foot forward at all times. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've trained super hard in California with, with the guys I was training with and, uh, you know, just seeing all the, all the hard work uh, come to fruition is, is great. So we just saw those numbers. Th- there weren't any numbers you wanted to improve. You were, you were happy with all of those. I mean, Did you uh, think about doing anything else here today? Right. I mean, I wish I could have done better in every single category, sure. of course. You know, I'm a perfectionist. Um, but the numbers I got, I was happy with, and uh, I just wanted to be able to come out here and focus on the position drills. Did that have to do with um, self-assessment, or was there, you know, feedback from scouts and, and personnel that you liked? Uh, both. Both, yeah. Um, you know, my, my agent, he talks to, you know, some scouts and teams and, and gets feedback from them, and, of course, you know, just feeling how feeling out my own body, and I mean, when you want to run the forty, you got to practice that every single day. You got to practice your star, you got to practice your stance, and all that kind of stuff. So it was either focusing on that or focusing on doing the position drills and lifting and and uh, getting ready for real football. Now you were part of a reality series of sorts mm-hmm. uh, as you got ready for, uh, or as you get ready for the uh, NFL draft. What has yeah. that been like uh, in front of the camera in, in that aspect? Uh, yeah, it was great uh, just being with the guys I was with, like Josh Rosen and Derwin James and, um, you know, Will Hernandez, all those guys I was training with. Uh, we were lucky enough to be on that show and, uh, you know, just kind of show what the process is like a little bit uh, behind the scenes and how, you know, how close we were getting as a group. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was good just to get that exposure for myself, uh, for sure. Aaron Rodgers is involved with that yep, or something? He's, uh, yeah, he's a producer. He's a producer. Okay. Yeah. When does this come out? Is it out? Yeah, it's out already. They have three episodes already out. If you go to NFL.com slash Destination Dallas. Destination Dallas. Destination Dallas. Where the draft is. That's where the draft is. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they already got three episodes on there. Check them out. Very nice. Now, while we're talking about Dallas, <laughs> uh, the Cowboys put out uh, an article a few days ago and uh, – Follow that up with a tweet from their official account saying, look, Fred, we like Fred Warner. He, we think he's a solid day two guy. I've seen everything from a few months ago, early fifth round now into solid day two. What do you think about all of this? I mean, when it comes to social media and the stuff that you read on there, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the team's, the teams know who they want who, and where, where they want to get them. Um, and, that, and that drive day, it's crazy. It's a, it's a war zone. And you know, that they, they might have who they who they would want, you know, that have an idea and then things change, you know, people trade up, uh, you know, a guy might get picked up early or a guy might slip uh down the down the board. So you just never know. Um so I don't I try not to look at all that stuff too much. Uh I always got my mom, you know, texting me about that stuff anyway, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it regardless. Uh but yeah, I mean you, you can't look into that too much. What matters more to you? Where you get drafted, because that means a certain amount of money, or who drafts you? Oh, absolutely. Who drafts me? Uh, I, want, I just want to go to a team that, you know, uh, sees me as, you know, as a valuable piece to their to their puzzle um, and that I can inc- improve their team. And 
you know, somewhere I can grow and become the best player I can be. Are you a middle linebacker now, an inside linebacker? Mm-hmm. I'm an inside linebacker now. Okay, yeah. what do you think of that switch? Did you embrace that? I, was it the senior bowl, senior bowl. the mm-hmm. first time they said, hey, move inside? Yeah, I mean, I played a little bit of it uh, during the season this past year. Um, but, yeah, that was the first time I was actually, like, thrown in there and, and told to, you know, play the run and, and take on guards and, and read different keys a, a whole different way. Um, but I felt it was natural. Uh, I felt great at that position, and uh, uh, that's where they see me at in the next level, and that's where I see myself at. Did you have to eat? Have to gain any weight, lose any weight for that, or were you good? The same, the body build because an inside linebacker is typically not six four, right? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, you're, you're a tall you're, one. Exactly, yeah, I'm a, for sure a taller inside guy. Um, I, now six three and four tenths of an inch as of four today, eights. Right? Four eights. Yeah, oh, it goes my by bad. eights. My yeah, bad. Eight. So six three and a half. You <laughs> know, and I'll a half. take it. Uh, but yeah, just. Uh, I, I put on a few pounds after after the season ended. I mean, after the season, you kind of lose some weight. So uh, just trying to build that back up. And I gained about, you know, five or six pounds ever since then. So, uh, But it's good. It's good weight. Fred Warner with us on BYU Sports Nation at BYU Pro Day. What do you anticipate the next month will be like leading up to the draft? Uh, just getting in shape, uh, getting in great shape and uh, getting stronger in the weight room and just working out here in, the, in this elevation. I think that's going to help me a lot. Just uh, – just like I said, getting in shape for for rookie minicamp. Right after the draft, you go right in rookie minicamp, and you're taking all the reps because it's just the rookies. So, uh, just preparing for that. What are your draft day plans? Where are you, where are you going to watch and, and have all this go down? Right, I'll be back home in uh, San Marcos, California, uh, with my family, just watching there. So, it'll be good. Who's interested in you? How many teams are interested in you? I would hope all 32. That's, uh, that's what I would think <laughs> right? too. Right? I mean, uh, you know, I have different. I've had different uh, private workouts with teams, and I have. Uh, you know, visits set up with with different teams as well. So, uh, not to say that that means that they're going to be the ones to draft me. I mean, sometimes it's the team that doesn't talk to you at all. I mean, they've seen all they they've needed to see, and they don't need to have any extra evaluation. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to just you don't want to eliminate your options, of course. You know, you you want to put your best foot forward for all the teams. Do you have a preference that you won't say out loud in terms of teams or locations? A preference. No. That, that you won't say out loud. <laughs> really. Like, if I'm you, I'm like, okay, I don't want to play in the snow. You know, I'm not going right. to say it out loud, but I don't want to play in the snow. Well, Jamal Williams said division. he didn't want to play in the snow, and he ended up in Green go. Bay. Yeah, Green Bay, what, yeah. What would it be like for you to be drafted on a team that already has a BYU guy? Oh, that'd be would great. Would that be ideal, right? Oh, like, yeah, sure. Like, but you have a buddy, a roommate maybe? Yeah, already? I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, just to have that guy that you can lean on uh, right when you get there to, you know, ask questions and just be around. Uh, but, yeah, you got to go in and you got to have that confidence and, and, and just go out there and ball regardless. I'm always interested to hear about what bits of advice guys that you played college football with who are now in the NFL give mm-hmm. to you. So what, what kind of communication have you had with guys that are there now, and what are they telling you? Just throughout this process yeah. or when it gets to the NFL? Yeah. Um, I mean, you just have to – In college, I think college football, the biggest difference between obviously college and the NFL is just like the business aspect. Um, you got to treat it like a business at all times. And uh, – you know, try not to get sour feelings about anything, and and you just got to work hard because I mean everybody works hard, but you got to try and and work harder than that than that next guy because at the next level, I mean guys are grown men, they have they have kids, they have families, and you know they're trying to provide for those people. And so, uh, what separates you? You got to find something that separates yourself from from the rest. We'll talk to you again before the draft, but we talked to you before you even got to BYU, and here you are at Pro Day. Congratulations mm-hmm. on you. your career; it's been Thank fun you. to watch. We're really excited to see you go. Hopefully day two, if not early day three. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. 79 interviews with BYU Sports Nation. Fred it's Warner. been a lot. <laughs> I don't know. It hasn't been that many. Wow. You're up there, though. Yeah, you might be the most interviewed person ever. Maybe. That, no, you're Maybe. there. Yeah, you're there, man. Yeah. Hey, Fred, uh, congratulations again. Hey, thank you. Thank we you very much. appreciate you and wish you the best of luck. Appreciate it.
Fred Warner on BYU Sports Nation from Pro Day at the indoor practice facility yesterday. And I wonder how many times we've interviewed him. Between countdown to kickoff and medias, it's probably close to 100 interviews. It's a lot, man. Coming up, top 10 marks in school history from BYU Track and Field. Plus, your responses to our question of the day. What's your go-to general conference morning breakfast? Plate full of bacon. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Big shout-out to today's guests, BYU Pro Day superstar, Jonah Trineman, now chasing a very significant NFL dream after his bonkers numbers, and Fred Warner, a projected maybe day two pick in the NFL draft. Great guests, great football players, and uh, glad to have him part of BYU. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU held its annual pro day yesterday. Jonah Trineman put on a show. 4-3-40, 12-foot broad jump, 3 inches shy of a world record. And a 40-and-a-half-foot vertical jump. Tuni Knuch, 30 reps on the bench, 32-inch vertical leap. And Tijon Kroma, 32 reps on the bench. Baseball. That's a 225 pounds. The BYU baseball team rolled Pepperdine 13-6 in Game 2 of a three-game series, led by a season-high 20 hits. Game 3 goes down today at 4 Eastern. Also this note, former BYU pitcher Taylor Cole, recently picked up by the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He's headed to the AAA affiliate of the Angels in Salt Lake City with the Salt Lake Bees. Volleyball. Number two men's volleyball takes on 13th ranked Grand Canyon tonight, 10 Eastern on BYU TV. Track and field. Brenna Porter and Siale Vaitohi Teaupa both recorded top 10 school marks. Competition for the track and field teams continued today at the Texas Relays, Stanford Invitational, and the San Francisco State Distance Carnival. Carnival? Rugby. Huh? BYU Rugby beat Utah 77-3 in the Wasatch Cup last night, also in the inaugural game of Major League Rugby's Utah Warriors. Former Cougar Josh Anderson scored a try in the Warriors' loss to the Glendale Raptors. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jonah Trineman crushed it. Fantastic interview. Appreciate him coming in on a conference morning. Easy to cheer for a guy like that. Our question of the day, what is your go-to general conference Saturday morning breakfast? Outstanding responses. Our elite tweet of the day from at Shea Lawrence. I'll have what at Big Rush of Five, Kyle Collinsworth, is having for general conference breakfast. Too healthy. Too healthy. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com. I guarantee that breakfast has avocados in it. Yep. LDS General Conference happens next on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Enjoy it. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Elder S. Gifford Nielsen and Elder Devin G. Durant. We'll see you on Monday.